when you have a centrally directed economy like Japan did or like China did, uh, it goes great for a while, you know, or, you know, even Nazi Germany did. It goes great for a while until, you know, it doesn't. But the thing about a uh, free market capitalist democratic system is it's a bloody mess. It looks like hell. But over time, it develops strong foundations because it's, you know, a billion people making everyday decisions all the time on what's good, what's not good, and things like that. All right, let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Angel Research Podcast. My name is Jason Freer, not Jason Stutman. I'm here with Chris DeHamer, a.k.a. Hello. The Hammer. How you doing? Good. Um, let's jump right into it. I had sent around this meme that's been going around um, the TikTok and the, the social media stuff of people declaring that we're in a silent depression. Right, and right. so you you have you seen this? I have seen. The okay, meme, yeah. so the guy there's actually a couple of people that have done it, but basically the gist is he's taking numbers from 1930, right? Which, you know, I guess you know the depression lasted from you know 1921, 1930, or the, you know to like 32, 33. So he takes 1930 and compares it to 2023, compares you know the average cost of a house, the average cost of a car, average cost of rent, and then I guess average income. Right. here and basically says like all of these numbers are are worse now after adjusted for inflation um it's getting shared or, uh, around a lot um so i'm here to debunk it uh, <laughs> unless you want to help me debunk it well Let's here debunk it so here here's the issue i have with it is one i actually started looking into the stuff and you know, so there was actually an other one that said the average salary was like forty two hundred or something yeah. back in that. It, the, the truth is, they don't really even know any of this data, right? right? Like the the census it came out in nineteen thirty. There's some sort of various degrees of, um, you know, stats that you can get, but it's not like it has been, you know, recorded by right. you know the BLS or whatever. Um, a lot of your stats started in the 70s, right? And a right. lot of them started even in the 80s. Right. So, I mean, you could give it – there's just a couple of stats that I looked up here that I want to share with that, that like – first of all, I don't think anybody wants to go back to the 1930s, right? I mean, there's a lot of young people sharing this meme out there. Mm. Do you think their grandparents or their great-grandparents think that uh, – it's you know, worse. Were great. It's yeah. worse now no. than it was when there was bread lines. Unemployment so, was twenty five percent. Right. Exactly. That was one of the out. stats I have. So unemployment now is like what yeah. under four percent still. Yeah, right. Okay. So that's that's the huge driver of it. Right. The other driver of it is, um, you know, just talking about cars. Right. Like eighteen. So eighteen percent of households owned cars in nineteen thirty, and right. it, as of twenty twenty one, ninety one percent of households own cars right? right so if you, now, you know, i heard that like uh the average household owns like 2.7 well here's the thing like is that. yeah i think that's what it is it's just one or more cars right, right? right. so it's hard to tell because there's on trucks and stuff like that you know some right. people don't have a car but most people have a car these days yeah um, we have four of them i don't, I don't know yeah <laughs> yeah uh, you know yeah i we have three for for a house of you know two people and, right. and, and two kids but um 
would you want a 1930s car too? Well, also, no, what? No seat belts. Right. Um, no radio. No air conditioning. No air conditioning. You know, how many miles are you extra? Right. Yeah. You get thirty thousand miles out of it or something before you need to redo the head gaskets yeah. and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Cars these days. I mean, they'll sell you. They're selling like Hondas. You know, up the street it has two hundred five thousand miles on it. I'm like, I'm not buying a car with two hundred. Well, exactly. And Uh so back then, you know, and keep in mind, too, a lot of these comparisons are based on new cars. I personally, actually, I did buy a new truck two years ago, but for the longest time, I only bought used cars, right? right? Because the value, you just don't get it. As soon as you drive it off the lot, it drops, you know, whatever percentage. A lot of people buy used cars. You know, that's why Carvana went crazy and all this kind of stuff. The um, the reality is that the price of new cars have gone uh, gone oh, up. I mean, crazy. used cars with the pandemic, yeah. But so I have used cars. Yeah, they so, thought they were going to drop, but they really haven't. Right. But to compare, you know, car ownership right. and the price of a car right. between now and 1930 as some sort of evidence that it, you know right. times are worse is just ridiculous. Sure. And then you know translate that to a house, um, you know. Uh, you know, people, not many people even owned homes back then, you know, they, and you, you did you have a bathroom in your house in the 1930s? Right, that was right. probably a luxury. Sure. A refrigerator? Right. Oh, probably not. No. You know? Electricity. Electricity. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Right. Um, the, the, the size of a house right. has gone up dramatically, even just in the past like 20 years, you yeah. know, from about 1,400, 1,500 to 25 100, I think, is the average because, I mean, we've talked about it before. No one, people want to sell these McMansion things, and that drives up the average cost of the house. So, well, the cost of land's going up. We have three times the population in this country, things like that. Yeah. So, I'm in no means saying that, um, you know, everything's hunky dory, but it's this meme seems to be really taking off amongst like everybody, right? If people right. that want to blame Biden. Right. right. For some reason for that. Or I guess you can say, oh, I'm going to blame Trump. I mean, or they're going to blame uh, capitalism is the thing, yeah. too. Cap- capitalism. Well, the thing is about capitalism, it's like brought more people out of poverty than any other system. I mean, since uh, uh, the USSR collapsed in 1990, something like, uh, I think, four billion people. Now, I think it was like, the economists ran a thing. I think it was like two point something billion people came out of absolute poverty into, you know, you know, where they can feed and clothe themselves and, you know, things like that. Well, yeah, and these are all U.S. numbers, which people don't realize. If you make, uh, I think, over $30,000 a year, you're in the top 1% right. of the world right. income. It's crazy. All you have to do so, is travel to, you know, Kenya or India yeah. or Mongolia or something and yeah. realize it, you know, and so. you'll realize it right away. That you're, If you're born in, you know, a Western country, you're very lucky. Yeah, yeah Absolutely. Um, so how do, I mean, look, how does that play into the overall debt situation? Because, you know, inflation still is an issue. Like, right. I think, I think I saw we've added like over a trillion dollars to the debt just since like June. The since, de- yeah. Well, the yeah. deficit, uh, has doubled this year that people don't, I mean, we're talking about the average annual spending of the federal government, right. not like the, you know, the, the debt. Right. That we owe like thirty one trillion, but the yeah. every year we spend more than we take in, and uh, so the difference between uh, I think we're spending six point something and we're taking in four point something, you know. So I mean, 
trillions of dollars. I mean, that's that's new to. I mean, I used to remember it would be you know two hundred billion or something, but now we're our deficit, our annual deficit is in the trillions of dollars at a time when interest rates are up. So we have to. So the cost of what we pay to service that debt is now increasing dramatically. Yeah, and so and they, and they can't drop if they if they drop interest rates, then inflation will continue right. to come. Well, there's a hand, very so. real possibility, and I'm sort of in this camp to think inflation's going to have us have a rebound here because uh, it's what happened in the '70s. They thought they had inflation under control, but then you had all these strikes. Uh, I don't know if you remember the '70s, but the auto workers when everybody was going on strike because they needed a uh, you know because they saw their take-home pay devalued. You know, so they couldn't buy a house, which sort of feeds into the, what yeah. you were talking about, mm-hmm. and uh, and so they go on strike, and we've seen it already, right? The the writers are on strike. Uh, the UPS guys got one hundred seventy thousand uh, dollars. That is pay. that is crazy, and yeah, I think they're making uh, 80, 70, 80 bucks an hour or something. They're saying yeah. like their top drivers are making one hundred and fifty. Hundred and seventy thousand dollars a year. You probably know. I, I wanted to briefly talk about this. The bus driver situation. Mm-hmm. Have you followed it in Howard County? We're both Howard County. Oh Maryland no! People. Just what? Just uh, some of those things you it, sent yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. The bus, like, and this has been across. You know, people that have kids or follow school systems around the country know that there's basically a teacher shortage. Right. And after COVID, uh, there's now like a driver shortage. Right. right. And so I think, like you said, if you're going to be – if you're going to drive around a truck, would you rather drive around a bunch of screaming kids or would you uh, – and make less than just driving around a bunch of packages, right. you know? Well, so, yeah, but isn't it the people who drive buses, aren't they just, you know, retired people? Well, that's what I think. Or, and know? there's – I mean, there 10,000 people retiring every day. Right. I asked my dad who's retired if he wanted to drive a bus. He said, fuck no. <laughs> You know, and so there's a big issue now. There's a big bus driver shortage yeah. around and driver shortage in general, right. truck drivers right. and all that kind of stuff. So um, it seems like UPS is just the beginning. I think they're going after the Amazon guys now and well, FedEx. Well, sure, the and, Teamsters. But, but the thing is, for since Reagan fired the, the uh, traffic controllers in like 1981 or something, uh, unions have been on the downswing. They've had no power, right? But now, all of a sudden, there's a resurgence of union power. Like uh, the auto workers, I think, in the next month, they're going to go on strike here if they don't get a new uh, thing, which, you know, I wouldn't be owning auto companies at this point, at this juncture. But And there's a whole bunch of other ones. And so what that does is it, it raises the prices of goods because you have to pay your labor more, and then that creates a wage price spiral, which, uh, you know, re- revamps inflation. Yeah. So, I mean, is there any reprieve here? Well, or? the only way to stop that is to raise interest rates till you kill off the labor market. Right. Which, you know, nobody wants to live through, but that's the way it happened last time. They raised interest rates to, you know, whatever, 18%. But the debt, the, but the debt has now what? It, how much, gone up 30-fold since, since oh, the last man, time? Geez, I don't know. I mean, yeah. so, you know. It's, well, yeah, 30, we're talking... Thirty-one trillion dollars. We're talking about debt to GDP at one hundred and thirty percent, something like that. You know, it's it's not good when you have to service that debt, paying it back. So you're, the only way to do that is to inflate the debt away, or to raise, you know, or to stop spending and raise taxes. And this 
government isn't going to do that. So the only way they can do get rid of your debt is to inflate it away. Right. Or Biden's forgiving uh, forgiving <laughs> your loans. Your student we, loans. Yeah, we had a couple of people in, at Angel that got their student loans forgiven. Is that true? Yeah. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, all right. We... What's crazy about this whole – what seems to me like it's different this time mm-hmm. of the situation, and we've talked about this a little bit, is the population is – the demographics are shifting, right? Right. So uh, more and more people are retiring, and mm-hmm. the replacement rate outside of immigrants coming right. into the country is, is falling. You know, and, and these big like empires, even China and Russia – Right. Are falling. So this whole like, you know, inflate and, you know, just keep kicking the can. Right. It sort of works when your population and GDP is 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 growing right, at right. a certain clip. Well, it's all a giant Ponzi scheme. Right? right. And so what you're doing is you're bringing in more people on the bottom of the pyramid yeah. to pay for your retirement and, and so forth. But, yeah. So like one of, if you're a long term investor, if you have 10 years, you definitely want to look at pop you know, population pyramids. And so you you want countries like Mexico or uh, Thailand or India is a good one. Right. Like India's uh, baby boom, the bulge is going to keep going until like 2055. And they have one of the lowest uh, percentage of people dependent on the young people. Like it's like 31%. Uh, you know, so the retired class is lower than, than most countries. And so India is going to have a boom here. I mean, it's it's just. Uh, I mean, it happened in Japan. It happened in China. It happened in South Korea. When you when your your big, you know, egg in the snake generation, you know, hits twenty eight, twenty nine, up until his mid early thirties, they start having kids. They want to have a house. They start buying, you know, and so they also work really hard, and so that produces a a country boom, and we've seen it over and over again. So where is India in the story versus Mexico? India is a, a lot larger than Mexico. Oh, yeah. Well, Mexico is dependent on, on the U.S., right? But India is mostly dependent on itself. It only has, like, its loans are outside about 3%. It's very uh, very self-dependent. They, uh, you know, back in the old days, they didn't want to be dependent on Russia. Or they didn't want to be dependent on England or the U.S. or whatever, so they developed their own uh, characteristics. And uh, right now they're going through, you know, they're growing over 6% GDP. They have a solid balance sheet. They're uh, innovative. They have the most uh, they have the most degrees, STEM degrees, of any English-speaking country in the world every year. They graduate all these STEM degrees. And they already have a digital rupee, you know, things of that nature. And it, they don't seem to be have a lot of the downsides that you hear about from China with sort of the political communist well, sort of yeah well z when you have a when you have a centrally directed economy like japan did or, or like china did uh it goes great for a while you know or you know even nazi germany did it goes great for a while until you know it doesn't but the thing about uh free market capitalist democratic system is it's a bloody mess it looks like hell but over time, it develops strong foundations because it's, you know, a billion people making everyday decisions all the time on what's good, what's not good, and things like that. Yeah, it seems like that might be one of the concerns here in the U.S. is that, you know, you need those booms and busts, right, to, like, wash out the system. 
but it's like every little hiccup, you know, whether it's the government or or whatever political class is like trying to even out those bumps right. and direct it. Right. You know what I mean? And cre- just planning. Yeah, yeah, just creating these like different pockets. Um, you know, oil, oil and gas prices are now an issue because you know they're gearing up for the for the next presidential election, and sure. oil's close to ninety dollars a barrel, and people are paying more for gas. And suddenly, you know, Keith talked about this. You know, they've been draining the SPR to try to right. drop the price, the gas price, but it's like how how much further can they actually drop it yeah. without getting into a real bad situation? No, nah, it's pretty much it's never going to happen again. It's yeah. one off. So the question is, are they ever going to refill it? question well that <laughs> yeah i mean you don't want to refill it at 90 you'd like to fill it lower but i mean you might want to refill it now if you think it's going to go over 100 i don't think they're going to refill it i don't think it'll ever happen yeah well you know it's a the reserves are about what they were in 1983 um so there is still lower to go historically yeah well but also it depends on the type of oil they have and then you know, and and our refineries and and things well, maybe they won't refill it because they want everybody to um, well be on electric cars. If they started refilling it, it would go against their you know political themes, right? So you want everybody electric. Gotcha. You know. But like you know, for since seventy two, for like forty years, they went the whole every president was like, we're going to be energy independent, and so we finally got there, and now they don't want to be anymore. You know, they want to because everybody forgot. You know the gasoline lines and all that stuff right so well and then clearly they forgot the the bread lines and of the great that's right (laughs) the great depression as well um it 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 still boggles my mind that even even sophisticated people will forget have a very short memory about um the situation so so what are the big themes going into the end of the year which i mean we talked about the population and you know mexico india you know, there seems to be, you know, multi-year trends. But what about the rest of the year? Well, the rest the rest of the year, you know, it's very surprising. I um, I pulled up a chart today, uh, which we can show you, of Microsoft. And uh, Microsoft's been on this, you know, it's up a 1,000% since uh, 2012 or so. And uh, if you look at the uh, long-term candlestick chart, using every candlestick as a quarter, like every three months, you'll see a giant red doji at a double top. I just found this today, and it's kind of, kind of concerning to me. So you're thinking take some profits on Microsoft? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, you know, Microsoft's a market leader, right? And has been a market leader here for ten years. And so, if if it goes, then your S and P 500 will go, and you know things like that. And so, personally, uh, I like oil a lot. I like emerging markets a lot because the dollar is at a, uh, is off. It's off a little bit. But it's at about a six, 15 year high, right? And I think with all our debt and everything, the dollar has to come come down a bit. And I think uh, this is sort of like, you know, the it reminds me a lot of like the mid to early 2000s in a way. And that, uh, you know, if the dollar comes down, you'll have an emerging market run, you'll have an oil run, you'll have a you know, commodities things you can drop on your foot type of type of boom. It's been uh, it, it's been coming. It's been about time. It seems like it's been sideways for a long time, right? Yeah. And so, like you know, people say you know, talking about inflation and real dollars. Like uh, if we compare, you know, the last highs in oil, it would be worth, uh, you know, like 
somewhere around $250 today. So if you can imagine $250 oil and what would that would do to the economy, you know, that's pretty scary. Yeah. Saudi Arabia would love it, I'm sure. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I appreciate you uh, chiming in today on the podcast. Oh, thanks, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Do you got anything else you want to share? Um, short Microsoft. Yeah. Right? Or short or just sell it? Sell, right. sell Microsoft and buy India. Buy India. Sell. Okay. You heard it from Hammer. Sell Microsoft, buy India, September 2023. We'll check back in in a All few right. months. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.